630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Playoff hockey. Seven minutes left in the first period. Boston leading Washington 2-1. Jake DeBrusque, the Edmontonian, has scored again for the Bruins. He also scored in game one on Saturday. So Boston leading that one 2-1. Just over seven minutes left in the first period. They're about to face off Predators and Hurricanes. Game one of that series. We had Nashville defenseman Matt Benning on the show on Friday. And you heard him talk about how the Predators really a much different team over the final two months of the season. They were well below 500 at one point and then started to put it together. So Carolina favored, but I think Nashville is going to put up a pretty good fight in that series and getting underway in a couple of hours, the blues and the avalanche. And we had blues defenseman Colton Pareko on the show on Friday in St. Louis, the uh, underdog in that series, but they do have the championship under their belt from a couple of seasons ago. Of course, the first game for the Oilers, we're getting there. What are we now? 49 hours away from a playoff game at Rogers place, seven o'clock on Wednesday night, game one Oilers and jets. Our coverage will begin with the face-off show at five. We're going to join you for two hour face-off shows for every game in the postseason. Hey, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. We have a lot to get to. We have all your playoff information on the show this evening. Jack Michaels will check in between 630 and 7. We'll go to Winnipeg. CGOB's Jamie Thomas will be on the show to see how the Jets are getting ready for this series and what they're saying about facing the Oilers. And later on, Randy Moeller, who had the privilege of broadcasting yesterday's game between the Panthers and the Lightning. Randy does play-by-play for the Florida Panthers. What an epic game. It was the only one on the weekend that didn't go to overtime, but it might have been the most exciting one to watch. And he'll let us know about that series and that rivalry. You can chime in by calling or texting 780-496-0063. It is the hotline presented by CertainTeed professional grade building materials you can email inside sports at 630 ched.com you can follow me on twitter at reed wilkins r-e-i-d-w-i-l-k-i-n-s and i have set up a poll guaranteed 100 to be correct poll and i'm asking you what's your biggest playoff concern for the oilers it's posted this eight minutes ago democracy in action well, it's not democracy because we're not electing. It's an opinion poll. It's a, a opinionocracy in action. I don't know if that's a word. Opinions on display. What's your biggest playoff concern for the Oilers? The three choices are depth scoring, goaltending, and the third choice I put size slash physicality. Right now, depth scoring with a comfortable lead at 51.3%. Speaking of how the Oilers are going to line up when you consider the depth, here's what they rolled out today. Now, again, who knows? Is Dave Tippett just doing this because he's going to come back with different combinations tomorrow? Does he want to be a little misleading as to what he's showing Paul Maurice and the Winnipeg Jets? But here's what I can tell you today. McDavid-centered Cahoon and Pugliarvi Dry Seidel was between Nugent Hopkins and Yamamoto. So the two big guys on different lines at practice today at the downtown community arena. They practiced at the DCA. They're getting Rogers place all prepped for playoff games. Ryan McLeod back in action between Neil and chase on Devin Shore returned. Remember he missed the last couple games of the year. He was on the left side with Dujar Kara and Josh Archibald. The fifth line was tourist between Ennis and Cassian. So Cassian took part in a full practice. Don't know if he's going to be ready for Wednesday. Chris Russell practiced today. He's been out a while. 
but he was definitely the ninth out of nine defensemen on the ice when it came to the rotation. So it appears unlikely that he'd be able to return on Wednesday. The deep pairings were Nurse with Barry, Kulikov with Larson, no surprises there, and Slater Cuckoo was with Ethan Bear. Now, when asked about it after practice, Dave Tippett kind of said, well, you know, that that's how we went today. Caleb Jones was with Evan Bouchard, and like I said, Chris Russell kind of rotated in on the fourth pairing. Uh, you know, maybe what we see tomorrow will be a better indication. Cuckoo got back in action on Saturday after being out for basically three months with a broken collarbone. Tippett did say a few days ago that he didn't think Cuckoo would be one of the six defensemen who would start the playoffs on Wednesday. So maybe Caleb Jones is is back up there tomorrow. And again, uh, as much as I want to bring you the information and we ask the questions, Dave Tippett's not going to say anything that's going to tip off Paul Maurice at this time of year. And if, as the coach of the team, he has every right to change his mind as he goes along. But that's how they uh, lined up today. And of course, Mike Smith was in the quote-unquote starters net and i i mean we do know that smith is going to start the game on wednesday so there we go there's the latest and you've seen how the action has ramped up already in the postseason the physicality the speed the intensity the furiosity if you want to call it that i mean teams just going at it over the weekend and dave tippett commented on that playoff intensity yeah, playoffs are playoffs are a different animal. You know, you just you see the games. There's so much on the line. You see the passion and the work that goes into those games. And uh, you know, when whether you're a player or you're a coach, you're watching games. I mean, this. I think all of our players were laughing. They were talking about watching the games yesterday. What'd you do yesterday on a day off? We watched hockey all day. So that's just that's what playoffs is all about. It's uh, it's uh, you know, it's the best hockey. You can see uh, it's best hockey in the world. Some of those games yesterday were competitive. You know, everything's on the line. Overtime hockey, I've said for years and years, overtime hockey is, I think, the best sporting event on TV. So it's uh, it started with a bang yesterday. It's fun to watch. Yeah, some very loud bangs over the weekend, and Dave Tippett enjoyed watching that. Mike Smith will be the goaltender. Uh, I... I you know, when I when I say uh, goaltending as a potential concern, I, I think for a lot of you that includes Miko Koskinen. And, and let's face it, and Rob Brown has said this, if Miko Koskinen is playing multiple games in the playoffs, something's gone wrong. If Alex Stalock is playing in the playoff, in the playoffs, something has gone terribly wrong. Mike Smith is going to play. He might even play the back-to-backs, depending on the state of the series, Sunday and Monday, I still put goaltending on there because there's Connor Hellebuck at the other end. And here's the, here's one of the concerns for me. If Connor Hellebuck is a little bit better than he was in the regular season and Mike Smith is a little bit worse, you know, I think the tails, the, the scales tip a bit in favor of the jets enough to win them the series. I don't know. But if, if even if Smith plays well, Hellebuck has the ability to absolutely keep other teams off the board. So when I say goaltending is a concern, I don't necessarily just mean the Oilers goaltending dropping off, but Hellebuck being able to play so much better and possibly steal the series. But uh, the thing is for the Jets, they didn't really show that they had anybody, especially in the second half of the season, that could limit McDavid and Dreisaitl. And one thing we know about Mike Smith, and the coach can attest to this, he is ultra-competitive. He's an ultra competitive guy. He just uh, he came back this season 
you know, even though he is, uh, he was 38 at the time, turning 39, he came back very motivated, had lots to prove, and he's come in and played very well. So uh, he's, he's an ultra-competitive guy, loves situations uh, where you can play on a bigger stage and, and uh, has earned the right to this year. And it's interesting, the relationship between Tippett and Mike Smith. Remember, it goes beyond just their days with the Phoenix-slash-Arizona Coyotes. Tippett and Smith have known each other almost 20 years. Well, I've seen him grow since he was, uh, I think it was a 20-year-old or 19-year-old kid walk in the dressing room when I looked at him and said, who's that guy with the long hair? And uh, so I've seen him grow over his career. And uh, I would say that's probably accurate. He's uh manages the emotions that's just out of maturity and just just continue to uh you know get better and better and focus on what he can control and uh when he needs to be emotionally will and when he knows he has to control those emotions he's uh he's well versed in that also all right a little bit there from Dave Tippett on his goaltender, Mike Smith, as Washington has just scored to tie the game with Boston 2-2-3-18 left in the first period. Already got some text messages rolling in about uh, your biggest concern for the Oilers in the playoffs. Debbie says goaltending. John says my biggest concern for the playoffs is that I'm out of canned ham. If only there were a local sports radio program which had unlimited access to canned hams. Oh, well, too bad. Well, we'll see about that, John. Greaser says backup goaltending. Another texture says depth scoring for sure. If the big guys don't score, Oilers are in trouble. Steve says if Smith is off his game, the Jets still have to stop Connor and Leon. Yeah, fair point. And uh, here's a nice, succinct text from somebody, an unnamed texter to 780-496-0063. The biggest concern for the Oilers in the playoffs, they have replied with a one-word answer, and that word is simply sucking. <laughs> yes, that person is just concerned that uh, they will suck. I guess that encompasses all of it. You're, you are welcome to be... Much wordier than that, if you want to chime in. We'll call a quick timeout. It's 616. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. We got Jack Michaels coming up between 6.30 and 7. He is always entertaining and quite unpredictable. So I, I don't know what the content of that interview will be, but I'm sure it will be entertaining or perhaps just extremely bizarre. Rob says, Reed, my main concern is the Oilers' dependence on power play opportunities to win games. Yeah, the number one power play in the league two years in a row. Penalty kill quite strong. Not as good as last year on the whole, but they did kill off their last 24-man disadvantages over the final 10 games of the regular seasons. Uh, regular season. I, I think they're better five-on-five five than they were in, uh, in a couple of past seasons. Uh, are the third and fourth lines as good offensively as you would like? I would say no, but I do think those lines have done a better job a lot of times of playing even against the other games. 
This texture says biggest concern for the Oilers, physicality. They need to take the body more often throughout the lineup. It'll be tough for the Jets to score from their backs. Well, and we see that in the postseason. The games just ramp it up. And the, the thing for the Oilers, you can't have anybody that's not doing it. They need all 18 skaters. Well, and Mike Smith's probably going to be physical if he can. So they, they need all they need all 18 skaters committed that. It can't just be, you know, Archibald and, and Yamamoto and a couple other guys throwing body checks. It needs to be absolutely everybody going almost out of their way sometimes to um, – to hit gator texting in from the lloyd minster area i believe i uh, covered gator for a portion of his coaching career he says my biggest concern is the number five and six d men i don't think bear is gritty enough and takes too many risks for a third pair can one of either cuckoo jones or russell play a few minutes of error-free hockey every game that is from gator and i'm sure if chris russell were healthy he would be in there on the third pair he doesn't appear to be, so right now it looks like between Cuckoo and Jones going in there. But, of course, Mike Smith is going to be a big part of the series. Ken Holland was on Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer earlier today, and Stoff asked him about Mike Smith exceeding expectations for the year. I thought, you know, when reflecting back on Mike's season in 1920, I thought that, you know, he gave us a great uh, October, November. I thought he'd come off in December, and then and then he played really good in January, February, and 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 and, and March. But but I think the the thing about Mike is that the, the the consistency from start to finish, night after night after night. Obviously, I think he's played what 30, 32 games, but that's 32, and I think he missed the first 10. We put him on LTI, so that's that's 32 out of 46 games. So, you know, he was in there on an every night basis and uh, played at a high level consistent night after night after night so uh, he's a big part a big reason why uh, you know why we why, why we finished in second place and you know obviously he's a big reason why we're excited for uh, for the playoffs he's been there before and uh, um, you know and, and, and Kai, Kai, you don't want to forget about Koski played uh, played very well once I thought early in the year running him out there I think 10 of the first 11 games um, he won down but once uh, once Smitty came back uh, we had a great uh, our one-two punch and goal was a real strength of our team and the full interview Stoffer and Holland on the Oilers Now page on 630chet.com if you want to check that out 780-496-0063 is the certainty hotline Robert is standing by Robert go ahead sir hey Reed, how you doing quite well well I mean you know like uh, I think uh is uh, I called in the other day and I and I was talking about you know like how I how like I, I like how like I only said the only way Koskinen plays is in the, the playoffs is if the Oilers are up are up in the series going into Game Four and, and Rob Brown said it's a little it's a little too early to worry about that which it is because I mean because because the series hasn't started yet but that being said I think I think honestly Smith is the uh, I think Smith. He's the he's the guy you go to unless the. I, I mean, like unless he gets injured. That's just my opinion. But there's a, there's that, and then I and then I, and then I want to touch a little bit quickly. I just on on the defense side of things. I I mean, I like uh, I like I like Caleb Jones. I like I like I like some of the things he does. But I just I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not I'm not so sure I'm not so sure how he'll fare in the playoffs. Me personally, I'd I'd rather have a guy like uh, uh, Slater Cuckoo in there just because just because he's got that he's got that experience. I mean, with like with 
Nashville playing with Chicago and Tampa. Not sure. Uh, I'm not sure what you're thinking there, but I, I yeah, I did. Thanks, Robert, for calling. I I I didn't mind Cuckoo when he played before he got hurt. I actually think he was one of the few Oilers who started the season well. Came back on Saturday in not a very competitive game. Thought he did fine. Um, I, I guess now it just comes if the Oilers want to actually throw him right into a playoff game or not. But I think we will see Cuckoo at some point in the playoffs if we don't see him on Wednesday. I, I might lean towards starting him ahead of Jones if he is healthy enough to do so. Okay, we got a break for the news here. Weather as well. I think it's, there's supposed to be some bad weather coming. It's crazy, man. It's like May 17th. Also, Jack Michaels. Oh, my. All ahead. James Neal appears to be playoff ready from how he looked down the stretch. Oilers and Jets coming up on Wednesday night. Game will start at 7, face-off show at 5 here on 6.30. Chet, playoff action this evening. After the first period, Bruins and Capitals tied 2-2. A lot going on. Shots were 18-18 in the first period. DeBrusque and Bergeron for Boston, Oshie and Hathaway scoring for the Capitals. About halfway through the first period, Carolina and Nashville no score. And coming up at 8 o'clock tonight, it's the Blues and the Avalanche. Dave, I, I think this is your 26th second uh, trip to the playoffs, including your playing days. From a coaching perspective, how would you say your preparation has evolved from year one in Houston to now? Uh, you continue. Every experience is different. Every group you have is different. This is a different year because you, you know, there's years where you end up with a playoff opponent that you maybe only played one or two times, and all of a sudden you're, they're your opponent, so you got to do a lot more homework on them. This year, every opponent in the first two rounds, you're going to know very well. So every year is different. You're like I say, the players you have is different. Situation is different and, and obviously much different from a player to a coach, but, uh, um, you know, the game tends to evolve, but this year it's, uh, this year is unique because you, it's almost like you've played a series against them already. Dave Tippett responding to a very astute question from my next guest it is the one and only jack michaels checking in on inside sports jack how are you doing i'm good reed you're already trying to get in my good graces by throwing out a stoop well i thought it was a good question and that's why i wanted to leave it in there and i i like how you probed a little bit into Tippett's playoff history because hey i think as a coach you never know when you have to reach into the memory banks and draw on a situation you might have faced behind the bench 15 years ago, 20 years ago, even when Tippett was an assistant, who knows? Who knows what's going to come into play in the next seven games? Well, and the other thing I was thinking of, to be honest with you, is because they've seen Winnipeg so many times, I think the biggest thing is is, is don't overthink it. You know, uh, when you're invited to the biggest party of the year, you, you tend to dance with who brung you. And uh, I would think that, the others are thinking along those lines in terms of, you know, we, we don't need to reinvent the wheel. We've played this team. We know this team. We know how to beat this team. Now let's just go out there and do it in a best of seven series when there's everything on the line. There's pressure involved with that situation. But I think, you know, adjustment wise, 
uh, I think, you know, Dave's years in the games will, I think, mitigate any, you know, any tendency to, as I said, overthink it. Yeah, well, and, and I'm really curious about, I you know, I gave the line combinations at practice and I said Cuckoo was in the uh, in the third pair and Tippett said afterwards, well, well, we'll see. We'll get another practice tomorrow. We'll get a morning skate on Wednesday. But here's the here's the beauty of it. I mean, A, Tippett and a coach can change his mind, change his mind whenever he wants. Uh, B, sometimes you just want to try different things and, and see how player respond, players respond. And C, he knows Paul Maurice or somebody with the Jets is watching all the stories and tweets coming out of Oilers practice, just like Tippett and Screw. So, I mean, who, who knows how much of this is just the gamesmanship and uh, I'm not going to tip my hand type of thing as we move into these games. Well, I, I think certainly uh, there's there's an element to that. Uh, I, you know... I also would say this, though. Dave Tippett hasn't played a whole lot of games this year. I think for the most part, he feels like his club is mature enough and prepared enough that, you know, no matter if they know what's coming at them or or they don't, uh, that they can go out and execute and and beat them. And, uh, you know, the, the thing that, you know, is constantly looming over this and every series that Edmonton's going to play in this year's playoffs is, you know, when does 29 and 97 go together full time? I think anyone that's done their scouting this year knows that, you know, if they don't start the game on a line together, then McDavid and Dreisaitl, you can bank on them playing a shift together after a penalty kill, and you can bank on them playing together in the final minute of any period. But outside of that, there's a real threat to just putting that combo together. And I, I think Dave Tippett has deliberately left that threat out there. And he's been rather candid about the fact that it can have an intimidating presence for not only the opposing players, but the opposing coaches as well. You've got two of the biggest weapons of the game and threatening to deploy them in a certain way, I think has been a real mental edge that Edmonton has enjoyed throughout the season because it is intimidating. The damage that they can do. I mean, look, we're talking about two guys. Connor McDavid had a 36 point lead in a 56 game season over everyone else in the NHL, except for Leon Dreisaitl. So, I mean, you know, project that over an 82-game season. He's 50-plus points ahead of anyone else in the league. Uh, and then you combine that with the guy who bridges that gap, uh, you've got a pretty potent combo, the best in the game. Yeah, it's it's pretty – I mean, I know we've talked about it for, for a ton the last three weeks, but just McDavid's scoring pace and, and, and what he did. And, and the thing is, they're going into a series against a team – that that couldn't stop him throughout the season. Now again, no. short series, anything can happen. You you know that what stop ninety. Him. I mean, Reed, Reed, they not only couldn't stop him, they didn't they didn't come close to slowing him. I mean, he had, he had two points in every game. I, you know, so that is a that is formidable. And the other thing, Reed, about uh, that I think has really crept in, especially you know in the last month or two, is you know that if you take so many as three penalties in a game against the Oilers, you're giving up a goal for sure and maybe two. Uh, You've got three guys with 33 power play goals. I mean, it's, you know, there's a lot of pressure on teams to defend. And, Reed, when I break down this series, and I know you didn't ask me to, but I'm going to do it anyways, the biggest thing that 
Winnipeg does not have going for it. It it doesn't have an Adam Larson, doesn't have a Darnell Nurse. And quite frankly, you know, the two guys that are supposed to put up points are 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 not in Tyson Berry's league. Uh, they don't have anyone who can defend either of these guys. So it's incumbent upon, you know, a guy like Adam Lowry to just have a huge series. And that's a lot of pressure to put on a guy because I, I don't think he can count on, you know, getting a ton of support from his defense. He and Cop and Appleton are going to have to be very good and, and hope they can contain either McDavid or Drysaddle because nothing about Winnipeg's defensive makeup indicates they're going to be able to do it. I just, I don't think they have a guy. This is one series, Reed, where I think Edmonton has a decided advantage on the back end a big advantage jack michaels joining us tonight on inside sports I've, I've, people have been writing in and i put a t- poll on my twitter account your biggest playoff concern for the oilers well one individual wrote this in tonight the biggest concern Sportsnet's choice not to use jack michaels for the broadcast well hey don't worry everybody you you will hear jack on 630 Chet calling the play-by-play. Cam Moon's going to contribute some features to our face-off show, so you'll still hear him as well. But, Jack, that was part of your journey this season and something that Oilers fans talked about was the addition of Cam to our team and your uh, you calling games on television, which I know you, you've done in the past because you have a very, uh, you have a very varied uh, broadcast career, but tell me about uh, making that transition and doing a ton of games on TV. How was it for you? I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, you know, you, you get to work with, you know, different people, obviously. Um, Louie and I have been really good friends for a long time. So, you know, he made it really easy, as did Gene Principe, as did, you know, the, the one thing about television is it's, it's, it's a much bigger team. You go from basically... I mean, Reed, we've we've basically got enough to field a basketball team, and that's about it. I mean, we've got we've got Troy, uh, we've got Angie on most nights, and then it's me, you, you know, Bob and Rob. I mean, it's it's kind of a it's a it's a compressed team, and obviously, when I'm not there, Cam has the same teammates to play with, so it's a it's a pretty you know, condensed group, we, you know, and it's the same. Uh, TV is a, a much larger scale. You're relying on a, on a lot of other people, and uh, you really are a bit player. And, and I've kind of enjoyed that aspect, to be honest with you, uh, to be just, a you know, not necessarily a passenger, but just part of a, you know, a, a much bigger squad. So it's been a lot of fun. I've really enjoyed, you know, Cam's call, and, and it's been great having him in the mix. Uh, I think he's I think he's been an excellent you know uh, addition to the 6:30 Ched team. I know he's going to be doing some extended features with you on our pregame coverage. But the other thing I'd say is it's also you know really made me appreciate radio, and I think has kept me a little bit sharper on both mediums. To be honest with you, going back and forth, I think it's uh, I think it sharpened me up. To be honest with you, I, I would say I had a better year this year on radio. Uh, than uh, than than in years past. I, I feel like I was just a little bit sharper, and I I, I credit TV for that because it's really enforced uh, the skills you need to bring to the table when you're back on the radio side. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. And I think anytime you do something a little different, it just gives you a jolt no matter what, right? Because you start thinking about things a little differently, and you get a little bit of different perspective. Like that's what it's like for me, Jack. 
you know, fine, I'll have dill pickle uh, dip, dill pickle dip, and then you change to onion dip for the next bag of ripple chips, and, and you just start seeing all the flavors a little differently. Yeah, I can imagine. And, you know, certainly in your world, that would be where, you know, a lot of excitement comes into play. I know that uh, I know that you've kind of analyzed it and broken it down. And, and uh, you know, I, I really feel like you've come a long way in understanding the various snack food groups in the last decade. Uh, you've, you've gotten a lot better, more refined, and you've brought more to the table when these kind of discussions have popped up. And it's about time, Reed, because quite frankly, you had gone stale see that's that's why we all love jack because i could throw one of those and he could totally roll with it and give a complete answer with a full explanation and opinion when i suddenly ask uh make and a comment about chip a jab dip. right in your midsection yeah well my midsection is so toughened up from that now i uh <laughs> uh dave says jack is a radio hero and now a TV hero, too. I love that guy and his energy. And Ron says, OMG, OMG, OMG. Jack is going to call games on 630 Chet. I'm more excited to hear him calling the game rather than watching the playoffs. Well, we appreciate those, and Jack appreciates them uh, as well, especially since the last text I got about Jack on a recent appearance wasn't very kind at all. Uh, all right, quickly, before I let you go, did, did you pay any attention to the Cleveland Browns schedule? that came out last week do you care about that kind of thing right now absolutely are you kidding me i i totally uh i totally paid attention to it and you know what it's uh it's gonna be a, a bit of a gamut i i think they're i think they're in maybe the tough toughest division in football uh i know a lot of people say 49ers rams seahawks uh, I I I gotta tell you, Cardinals. I I gotta tell you, I'm not sure there's a tougher division in football, the AFC North. I think Cincinnati's gonna have a lot of weapons, but I'm you know I'm quietly confident. I I don't love having to play in Green Bay in the wintertime. I'm not I'm not a huge fan of that trip. Uh, that could be an L, and and the season opener is no picnic either, uh, in Kansas City against Patrick Mahomes. So they've got a challenging schedule, but that's what happens when you put up a decent record for the first time in a long time. So I'm looking forward to it, Reed. I feel like, I feel like after so many years in the wilderness, uh, things are kind of finally coming up aces for us, us Browns fans. Hey Jack, I'll see you at the rink tomorrow morning. And then of course we'll talk on the face-off show on Wednesday, man. This is a fun time of year. Absolutely. I can't wait. And, and to be honest with you, I, I want to say something, Reed. I, I really do appreciate all the kind words that uh, I've gotten from our Chad listeners this year. It's, it's really gratifying and I'm glad everyone in, has enjoyed Cam's call too. It does make a difference to all of us when we see those comments It you know, look, anyone who tells you they don't pay attention to the feedback they get is, is usually you know, just absolutely lying to your face. So uh, it really has made a difference. And I know Cam's gotten a boost out of it. He's done a phenomenal job. And, and I just can't wait to get after it on Wednesday, Reed. I am really pumped uh, for this run. And, and like I said, uh, quietly confident that this Edmonton Oilers club is ready to, to make a significant run. Jack, if you were a dip, you'd be spicy nacho. Thanks for checking in tonight. Cheers, pal. That is Jack Michaels, who, yes, will be calling the Oilers playoff games on 630 Jets starting on Wednesday night. Steve says, I can't wait for Jack's call when the Oilers win the series. 
He is going to blow my speakers off. I love it. That is from Steve. Yeah, we're getting excited. We're getting there. Now five minutes into the second period in Washington, Boston and the Capitals still sitting there in a 2-2 tie. We'll keep you updated on that game, of course. We're back after the break. right what, what is going on here it must be playoff time people are getting tense Yakushev, who usually writes incredibly humorous and sometimes very twisted text messages to the show has written in with a serious hockey question he says reed do you know the status of Ehlers for the winnipeg jets i'll tell you what Yakushev. i'm not going to answer that i'm going to tease you and i'm going to tell you we got jamie thomas who covers the winnipeg jets with cgob in winnipeg coming up after the 7 o'clock news. He'll be able to answer that better than I will. So there you go, Yak. Like, Dagashev, your next text better be twice as bizarre as your usual output that, that you sent in an actual hockey question, Yakashev. Hope you're doing well, though. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, I want to remind you, you can hit the links with 630 Ched and the Ranch Golf and Country Club. The golf course is open, and 630 Ched wants you and a friend to golf the championship caliber ranch this summer. You can go to the contest page on 630ched.com for details, and you can win a pair of golf passes to the Ranch Golf and Country Club. So you got to go to the Ched website for this. This is not a call-in, but this is real, something you can win. It's not like where if you help with Name the Animal, you can't actually win. This you can win but you got to go to 630ched.com and go to the contest page and uh, try to win a couple of passes to the Ranch Golf and Country Club. So there we go. 780-496-0063 if you want to chime in by calling or texting. Appreciate you listening tonight. Yeah, I mentioned Slater Cuckoo was paired with Ethan Bear today on the third D pairing for the Oilers. Here's head coach Dave Tippett on that. Well, we're just uh, don't read in a lot of things. We got we got good depth at defense now. Cook has come in. He's got good experience. He's a big guy that uh, plays well down low in our zone. You know, we got to make sure he's back up to full speed. He played a strong game the other night against Vancouver, so we'll see where it goes. But he's he's just a he's a strong defender. Recognizes situations and uh, you know has some good playoff experience. He does, and he's got a little bit of size, and I wonder if that might ultimately be why he could wind up playing his fair share of games on the Oilers' blue line in the postseason. Speaking of that Ken Holland interview with Bob earlier today, Bob asked him about that, about having a bigger defense for the playoffs. We all watch the Stanley Cup playoffs. I mean, it's 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 another level. I mean, it's it's more intense. It's harder. It's physical. There's more battles in the corner. There's you got to be strong on the wall. You got to get the puck out along the wall. You have a turnover. You know, goals are hard to come by. So you've got to there's that uh, you got to make it difficult on the other team. And I think I think part of its size, Bob. I think part of its size range. I think there needs to be a dimension of range. But I think also is the mentality. You you can have five foot ten players that are you know 185, 190 pounds and they play they play bigger than their size and I, I think so I think it's style of play but but at the end of the day the, the playoffs it's it's hard it's gonna it's competitive um, the competitive balance is 
like I said, since the salary cap was come in in 05, it's 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 the disparity between the best teams in the tournament the, and, and the worst teams is 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 greatly reduced. Um, so size obviously is a factor. Determination. You got to win one-on-one puck battles. You got to block shots. You got to do all those things to, uh, to, to 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 win a series. And then if you win a series, you got to you get another opportunity to do it all over again. But absolutely, I think again it's size, but it's also mentality and winning puck battles and and uh, winning 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 the battles along the along the boards, blocking blocking shots. Those are all things that are going to be are, are are even more important now than they are over the regular season. All right, a little bit there from Ken Holland, portion of his interview on Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. We will get the Jets' perspective. How are they shaping up for this one? How is Nick Ehlers? Why did they play so poorly down the stretch? Jamie Thomas will have some of those answers. And what a beauty yesterday between the Panthers and the Bolts. We'll have Panthers play-by-play voice Randy Moeller all in the next hour of the show. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.